thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Get here. You don't, you don't want to miss the show. Get here.
Not like the great unwashed mass who wake up, look at their phone and go, that's a good opinion, I'll have that one. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not so different, you and I. You know, I write down my thoughts, my opinions, and I share them with the world uh, through, through stand-up. But, you know, performers and press, it's like a symbiotic relationship, really. Um, performers are like the rhinos in the savannah of the fringe. And you guys, the press, you're like the little birds on our back, you know, pecking away, you know, to make our life better in the long run. So you do seem to spend a lot of your time shitting on us. Uh, I was speaking to Nick before the show, and he wasn't too keen on that joke. Uh, but it went in anyway. Uh, and it was a joke. Please come and see my show. Uh, uh, he, he also didn't like the idea of me using subliminal messaging to try and get the attention of kind of industry and uh, kind of press people this evening. And he said, he said, I'm not sure about that. He said, Avalon, hard think before you do that. Um, and I, said, I decided against it, don't worry, I decided against doing that, uh, the Scotsman. And uh, so none of that. So I thought I'd tell you a bit more about the space. The Space UK has got the most a cappella groups performing here out of any other fringe venue. Uh, and I've, al I've always thought, you know, a cappella, perform performing music with no instruments, it's like performing naked. No one's asked you to do it and it's making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm allowed to make that joke, by the way, because I, um, I used to be a sound engineer, actually, for a few a cappella groups, and then it turned out that I was talented, so I got on stage. Um, but the lights were supposed to go off at that point. It was going to be a hilarious little back and forth with me and the techies, but they decided not to. Cool. Um, so there is a shortage of techies here at the fridge. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. Uh, and there's a lot of things that are on you. <laughs> Touche. Uh, there's a lot of things that are unusual about this year's Fringe. Um, uh, there's a lot of things that are unusual. And because uh, after last year, the, uh, the, the Fringe Society uh, announced they didn't really want to focus on judging the Fringe by its scale, you know? Uh, and this year, the, the Fringe Society, they didn't want to focus. <laughs> you know, but say, what, say what you will about the, uh, the Fringe Society. They're definitely trying to experiment a bit this year. You know, they're, they're created, they've both created their own show this year, kind of in the Love Island, Big Brother-esque kind of situation, where they've put uh, someone from the Daily Mail in the same house as someone from The Guardian. So, <laughs> I want to watch that. Uh, you know, they've, they've tried to be more transparent. I'm not sure if you're aware, but you can actually book tickets to um, sit in on Fringe Society planning meetings uh, this year. You go on the Ed Fringe website and click on the subgenre of farce. Um, <laughs> right, I'll stop there. I'll bring on our first act. Um, our first act tonight is um, it's Koi Collective. They are a female-led theatre company debuting a contemporary uh, piece of new writing by Sally McAllister at this year's Edinburgh Fringe. They've recently graduated from Edinburgh Napier, Woo! so not not the proper one. And um, <laughs> re regardless. They are here to perform an extract from their show, Crossing the Void. It's Coin Collective!
Abby and Finn and Josie and it's me, Lorna. We want to know if do you need to tell us something? Do you need to tell us anything? Yes. What do you need to tell us, Hannah? It's all right, we're all here. Just, just let us know. twice you spoon. <laughs> it's say sorry, come here. Come where? Oh no, don't answer that actually. I don't know if I want to know. Shh. Right, Hannah, who needs to apologize? This is fucking no. church! Hannah! Hannah, please. S-A-Y-S Guys, enough. Today. So now what are you going to do? 
and he grabbed my legs, stabbed my chest. He tried to kill me with a Boy Scout knife. But when I shouted Arcala, his face grew paler. He tried to take his own life. I said, hangman, hangman, hanging loose. I got news for you. You're not going to die today. So now what are you going to do? He said, well, someone's got to die. Someone's got to die. The crowd are getting restless. They're here to hear a death wish, so it's you or I. An eye for an eye. But someone has got to die. I said, what did I do? He said, girl, you killed. I said, so did you. He said, but girl, I'm skilled. I said, hangman, hangman, hanging loose. I got news for you. God has told me I'm innocent. So now what are you going to do? And he called for God. And God, he came. And as he did, it started to rain. The crowd dispersed. They went two by two. And God came down. He said, here's what we'll do. He said, hangman, hangman, hanging loose. I got news for you. The rest of the world's on Noah's Ark. So now what are you going to do? I said, what about me? He said, you're my child. I said, you really mean I'm meek and mild. He said, yes, you are. So get inside. Tomorrow morning, you'll be crucified. Well, someone's got to die. Someone's got to die. The crowd are getting restless. They're here to hear a death wish. So it's you or I, an eye for an eye. But someone has got to die. I love you. Um, well, next up we have uh, Prejudice and Pride by Sam Wrights and Nicholas Collett Productions. Uh, these guys are from Kansas City and are a group of nine professional actors, oh, by American standards. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, they are here right off the back of an artistic res residency in the Music Theatre Heritage in the Music Theatre Heritage in Kansas City to perform their country bluegrass musical of all original songs. Prejudice and Pride!
Sunday, after quite a practice, Brother James asked me to come to the rectory. He wanted to talk to me. Come on in, William. Come on in. I want to have a good look at you today. Then he sat me on a chair in the middle of the room. Brother James started walking around me slowly, whispering, You please God when you take the time to dress and wash properly for the sacrament. You are a beautiful then he would adjust my cassock. You are a good altar boy, but don't you want to be the best altar boy? Don't you want God to love you? Yes, Brother James. Did you wash behind your ears? Yes, Brother James, I washed behind my ears like you told me. He was standing behind me now, and I could feel his breath on the back of my ears. Mmm, your ears smell good. William, you are a good altar boy. He said, blowing into my ear. Then I felt something wet, his tongue in my ear. What a good, beautiful altar boy you are. He said, blowing into my now wet ear. It tickled. Don't move, William. Stay perfectly still. You are my favorite altar boy. My favorite. Now. Stand up and remove your surplice and cassock. I did whatever he said. He was friends with my father. Now, take down your pants so that I can see that you washed properly. I would be so ashamed because my dick would be hard. And now your underpants, too. Well, I closed my eyes and started saying Hail Marys, trying to be somewhere else. Hail Mary goes very slowly with me. Blessed art thou amongst women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus Christ. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and in the hour of our death. Amen. Mm. You have been a good altar boy. God
God loves you for being a soul, clean and fresh. Now, turn around and bend over. So I didn't know what the content of that was. I'm not sure what tone to strike afterwards. I'll introduce the next one. Next, we're going to have uh, we're going to introduce be introducing Meryl Davis to the stage in a moment. Uh, now, when I was asking all the acts for little interesting factoids about themselves, uh, the one that Meryl came up with was, "Well, I'm going to be performing at the Edinburgh Fringe this year," which wasn't a huge surprise to me. Uh, she's been listed as one of the Times, uh, one of Time Out LA's comics to watch. And she's going to be performing uh, a little bit of her show, Meryl Means Well. So please put your hands together for Meryl Davis! Too. And anyway, I love London. Um, so, 
So yeah, I, uh, again, I'm sorry. It's like that recurring dream that I have where I'm on my way to the airport, I'm trying to pack, you know, I'm in a hurry, I finally get to the gate, I look up and the plane is already in the air. Oh my God, I think I'm supposed to be the pilot. <laughs> oh no, I think I'm gonna get fired. And then I have this recurring dream where I'm always missing a boat. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Uh, and by the end of this, you might uh, not, not like me, and that's okay. Uh, when I was little, I asked my mom why the neighbor didn't invite me to her birthday party, and she said, well, not everyone is going to like you. I mean, I like your father, or I love your father, but I don't always like him. And sometimes they will <laughs> like you, not like you, and not love you, and then she walked out. Um, <laughs> I think five is a good time to learn that. You know, your ABCs, tie your shoes, people are not gonna like you. Uh, anyway, uh, just a few things before I begin. Um, yeah, if you have to leave, just know I will take it personally. And um, if you need a snack or a drink, just know I'm doing a show about struggling to focus. So um, just keep that in mind, yeah. Uh, if this show isn't up to your expectations, um, I can't give you your time or money back, but I can tell you if you have ADHD. Uh, I'm not a professional by any means, but I am a professional at having it. Uh, and I, um, I have the damage to prove it. No mean girl, everybody. No mean girl. Right. So now, um, the next, the next um, act we have on is, uh, is is a play from Michael Mears Central Theatre, who are a previous winner of Scotsman's. Scotsman's Fringe First. Uh, they describe the play as an urgent new play by Michael Mears about the first atomic bomb. It's called The Mistake and it's performed by Michael Mears and Aliko Ishii. Nineteen thirty-three. London. Well, I resume my scientific researches, becoming increasingly obsessed with chain reactions, nuclear chain reactions, and how they might be achieved. Mm. I am walking along the road. Which road? Southampton Road, near my hotel, when I stop at an intersection waiting for the light to change. Just as it turns to green, a thought occurs to me. What thought? If I could find an element which, when it absorbs one neutron, would emit two neutrons. What would happen? In such an element, if assembled in sufficiently large mass, a critical mass, might well sustain... A chain reaction! Exactly! Look! If an atom's nucleus is struck by a neutron with such force that it emits two neutrons, each of these two in turn striking an atomic nucleus would thus release a total of... Four neutrons! Each of these striking a nucleus would release eight neutrons, then 16, 32, 64, and so on. In millions of a second, billions of atoms could split, and as they tear apart, the energy holding them together would be released. An amount of energy which could be vast. Imagine all the positive uses this energy could be put to commercially, yeah, replacing oil and coal. Imagine a new industrial revolution fueled by atomic power. But Professor! Yes. Could this open the door to other possibilities? It could. To the possibility at 8.15 on a Monday morning, 12 years later, 
of a blinding flash. It could, yes. To the possibility, seconds later, of a deafening bang. It could, yes. I don't know when I first became aware of it. I thought it was something that just held my way. Women wouldn't have been given clips if they weren't meant to be enjoyed. Right? Someone's life, how impactful it is. Come on, 
We could afford a fraction no, of that. No, it's okay. We've got the rent from your mum's cottage and some of what we're about there. It's going to be interesting kind of creating a physical language on stage just in conjunction with the condition, but also in conjunction with the idea of the sea, which occurs throughout the play. Learn that self-worth. There's strength in your passion. Invest in yourself. to get me in the classroom when the teacher wasn't looking. A pen, an ordinary pen. What could be so harmful about this big pen? Well, if you take off the lid and the refill, get a piece of paper, make it soggy, insert and blow, you have one pea shooter. John fired first, but I ducked. When I looked up, John had this weird look on his face, like he had seen death. He had seen death. Seating next to me and the victim of John Turner's pea shooter was Jay Singleton. Jay Singleton, the toughest school kid in the whole of Europe. He was short, black and stocky, and everyone knew he was a killer. And John Turner had just pissed him off. Yo, Turner, you're gonna die after school for that tonight. 4 p.m. at the park. But Jay, Jay, it was meant for Spyro, honest. Yes, 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 yes. Jay Singleton, the toughest school kid in the whole of Europe, was going to kill John Turner. I'll get you for that, Spyro. I promise. I'll get you for that. The moment school was over, I ran as fast as I could to the park. Fight, fight, fight. Jay Singleton, the toughest school kid in the whole of Europe, was leaning casually against the snobbies like a panther waiting for his prey. Trembling, shitting himself. It showed. John Turner. It showed up for his own murder. Yes, brilliant. This was the best day of my life ever. But suddenly, from behind me, someone said, Hey, why don't you fight so on your own size? You black bastard. It was Irish Donnie Doyle. Irish Donnie Doyle, a notorious skinhead who had a swastika tattoo on his cheek. Donnie then pulled out a knife. Come on, come on, you black bastard. Jay stepped back, keeping an eye on the knife, kicked Donnie's hand straight up. We all watched as the knife flew through the air, landing at the feet of 
John Turner. John threw the knife away and we watched as it disappeared into the bushes. Jay then walked over to a distracted Donny. Yo, Donny. Yo, yo. Everyone was chanting, Jay, Jay, Jay. Then Jay Singleton, truly the toughest school kid in the whole of Europe, walked menacingly towards John Turner, who was wide-eyed and shitting bricks. Yo, Turner. Yo. Fuck! Give me a pause, guys, for you to have a dog! Awesome. Now, this next act is going to get a little bit meta, because to introduce this next act, it's, uh, it's Owen Dennis playing Spencer! So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my show before I... Uh, um, so, Soho Boy is the show, and um, it's based around um, the lives of young gay men who move to London, um, seeking love, uh, wanting to fit in, feeling anonymous in the big city can lead to all kinds of different activities, like chemsex parties. <laughs> so, where men uh, take drugs to lose all their inhibitions. Uh, in Soho Boy, Spencer tells his tale of coming to London, navigating the big city, and in doing so, he finds out more about himself and what he wants.
Richard Pulsford. Now, Richard Pulsford is a Scottish-based... Hello. Oh, there we go. Uh, he is a Scottish-based comedian who uh, won this, uh, this year's 2022 uh, Pun Championship of the Year. Uh, so I, when I heard that, I tried desperately to think of a pun to introduce him, but I couldn't. It's Richard Pulsford! It's lovely to be here with this tangled lead. <laughs> so I'm not going to do much with that. It's, uh, it's fantastic. I've just come over for five. The thing is, I got stuck in traffic, so I'm just glad to be on time. I switched on the traffic report, and they said the road workers have decided just to down tools and have two games of football on the gravel wearing dance costumes. And the sports report confirmed it was 2 2 on aggregate. Hey. Oh, that's, that's a God, positive noise there, that's good, yeah, so, um, yeah, they say you should live every day as if it's your last, so, I've booked myself into a hospice. <laughs> I've recently been diagnosed with Asperger's, but I also have dyslexia, so it could be asparagus. <laughs> After every horse race, I asked my tiny jockey friend just how he got on. Uh, this morning I was sending a food parcel to my first wife, yeah. FedEx. <laughs> Getting warmed up now. <laughs> when I got a letter from the council telling me I got more weeds in my allotment than vegetables, but I lost the plot. Oh. I auditioned for a musical. Yeah. Um, too embarrassed to say which one though, because, you know, I failed. Miserably. <laughs> yeah, that's right, it was cats. So. <laughs> um, my Christian friend believes that Jesus turned water into chamomile tea, but that's just her beliefs. <laughs> I said, I can't warm you up much in two and a half minutes, but I'll have a little boast about how far I got in the comedy world. So, number one, I've written material for Jimmy Carr. Yeah, um, next week, you know, I'm going to send it off to him. <laughs> um, the second boast before I go is, uh, last year, proudest moment, I was actually supporting Kevin Bridges at the O2 in Glasgow. Hey. Yes, there I was, I was going, come on, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you very much, I'll be Richard Bosco. Hey. Richard Bosco! So next we have um, something a bit different to finish us off. It's the final act of the night, and it is Theatre Moxum, uh, which is a puppetry company that brings together residents of two worlds to explore themes of prejudice. Uh, they use uh, pansori, which I'm hoping I'm pronouncing correctly, um, uh, which is a traditional Korean form of music, and they overcome the language barrier that this presents through the use of puppets, various other theatre objects, and live music. So please welcome to the stage performing an extract of their show, Puppet Pansori Sugunka. Uh, it's Theatre Moksong! Thank mm -hmm. you. 
to put some clothes on. Nick, mate, you oh, need to put oh. some clothes on. No, no, don't, no, it's the champagne. I'm waiting for the champagne. The shorts. 
That was quite good. What did you think of that? Uh, honestly, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't know if your uh, listeners are going to understand just how amazing the final act was. Yeah. Uh, because it was the puppetry, it was the puppetry of the act. She had an anglerfish on her head. Right? Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> Did you notice that too? I noticed that was an anglerfish. Did you notice that yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was interesting because you know about, because you, you work for, who, who do you work for? You've got a, you've got a, a review beside, haven't you? No, I don't have that angle. Yeah, you do have the angle. You've got, you're dangling, you're dangling your review sites, Edinburgh review sites. All right. Guys, the, people uh, we know. I, I, a full disclaimer alert, I actually published Mike Mears' last script. Uh, so I'm a huge Mike Mears fan. I absolutely love that. Um, obviously, I've seen him being up and up and up on um, Facebook. Uh, I, it's easy to forget with Mike, right? Mike's, Mike's big claim to fame is that he's one of the chosen men in... Uh, uh, Sharp, the um, you know the the Napoleonic War yeah. series TV thing with what's his face yeah with what's his face yeah. right, I never forget what's his face yeah. right and you'd be very forgiven for thinking that you know that wasn't him and it absolutely is his show uh, uh, this evil thing 50, 50 characters in that right he plays them all. That's quite a lot, isn't it? I've done, I've done 12. Right. Just thought, you know, bring it back to me. Right, but the difference is he did it really well. Ah, yeah. He yeah, did it unbelievably well. Okay. I only ever did it once, so yeah, I didn't do it again. Yeah, I know. I was one of the people carrying pitchforks that, ah. that dissuaded me from ever doing it again. Yeah, but you, you, you didn't bring the flaming torch, which I thought was very good to be just the pitchfork. No, I actually went to the health and safety briefing, which most of the mob hadn't been. Yeah. And that really annoys me whenever yeah. I'm in a mob. Yeah. Right, I go to the health and safety briefing. Right, so my pitchfork had corks on the end so that no yeah. one lost their eye. And here you are, you know, wearing a pirate patch because yeah. of, because uh, someone else didn't watch that. Like mobs, mobs aren't what they used to be. I mean, now you, now, now, you, now you mentioned it. And what's your publishing house? Uh, so we uh, get your coats on. We're very much aimed at peer review. The idea is to have uh, reviews that. Uh, Artists and producers will actually find useful, will actually help sell their show. Um, there are lots of people out there trying to inform punters and all the rest of it. Um, but ultimately, what we actually need is everybody on their best game and everyone match fit. Um, so that's what we do. We are about, you know, and we'll do it with um, Lloyd George and uh, Winston Churchill. Um, we will come in and I've heard say, that's a brilliant play. <coughs> I, I've heard that's a brilliant Thank play. You. From the same source as you, in fact. Yes. <laughs> it, it, I believe it was you at the assembly yeah, bar yeah, talking yeah, out yeah, loud. I could possibly have been. It could possibly have been. So, and so, I mean, you've only just arrived today, haven't you? But you've been here. You've been in the fringe for a while. I, I came up from. I came up uh, from down south. Um, Sorry, I just got caught up in masking tape on the floor, um, which is very exciting. I wonder if I'll ever be able to leave. Um, no, I uh, I came up for uni, um, so I was here for university. I like a lot of students here. I came because of the fringe, um, because I wanted to see it. I wanted to be a part of it. Um, and the fact is, look, I, I don't have the skills. I don't have the talent to be on stage. Um, actually, most people don't, and that's what's so amazing about the fringe is this is the world's most uh, open market of ideas. This is the world's most mo open market of talent. If you don't have what it cuts, you will not get an audience. Um, 
And so being being somebody who says, well, I want to support the arts, I want to be a part of the arts, actually what do artists need? They need decent peer review, they need to be able to have reviews that help them to sell their shows, not just to the punters, but to venue managers, um, from people who really appreciate and uh, are excited about what they're doing. And honestly, tonight's showcase, this is why this is my 100% favourite venue in this place. Um, I have never seen enough show here at the space. They are fabulous at curating with a light touch. They are fabulous at getting shows in that are just so jam-packed of talent. And honestly, it's the big undersung... Uh, if I was a punter uh, coming up to Edinburgh for the first time, I would spend one day at, at just at space doing nothing but seeing space shows. And of course we can read about it at justgetyourcoats.com. You could... Uh, or you could just come and do it yourself. Having said that, look, they've just brought in a blow-up doll and a massive cat. I think they want to Oh, I'm sorry, my date is here. I need to go. <laughs> What's her name? Doesn't matter. Uh, and we've also got... Did you say something about free champagne? For could you wipe that doll off, please? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Free champagne. It's just from last night. I really messed it up. Oh, yeah. no. Free champagne. We'll get some champagne and talk about it. I only drink champagne. In the mornings, evenings and nights. No, that's not true. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much for talking to me, bro. I really appreciate it. See you in a minute. <laughs>